This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to The Best Bits with Alice and Lily. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hello, darling. Hello, darling. How are you? Great. Guys, I am really angry at Lily <laughs> because she didn't right. tell me it was her birthday yesterday <laughs> and I was literally just about to take off on a plane I just checked her story and she shared a birthday thing and it was like happy birthday Lily and I was like bro your birthday I have an excuse and I feel like everyone in my situation would do the same thing we were texting anyways just about the podcast and you know whatever it's weird to then be like Mm. oh like it's my birthday kind of like you're just expecting someone to say happy birthday like is weird I would rather you just not know (laughs) (laughs) and then find out by third party (laughs) and I'm bloody in the the middle of the air and I don't know and now I'm like Lily's gonna hate me for the rest of my life I may as well just quit the podcast altogether I didn't know it was her birthday oh my god I'm in an angry mood today Lily (laughs) I I completely understand but honestly I think you would have done the exact same thing (laughs) <laughs> oh, you'd know it was my birthday three months before, don't you? Yeah, right? that's actually, that is really true. That is really, <laughs> you do talk about your birthday a lot. It's I true. do. But the thing is, when it comes to the day, I'm like, don't talk to me. I don't want you to celebrate. I yep. hate parties. Don't talk to yep. me. I'm in my cave. But I'm like, yep. the, the hype up to my birthday, I'm like, oh, yeah, what are you doing? And then I'm like, oh, it's my actual birthday. I'm like, bro, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I know. It's like the hype to New Year's Eve. It's just like, yeah, yeah. when it comes, it's just always a flop. It's an acid flop. Absolutely. Yep. But this is not going to be a flop, this episode, no. will it, Lily? It, this it will, will be an be... amazing episode. Uh-huh. How was your week? 
Oh, yes, my week. Uh, oh, it was fun, actually. I went to Melbourne for one day. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a slumber party with my best friend in the um, hotel, and it was hilarious. I've never stayed in a hotel before, I know. And That's we so ordered fun. room service, and it was so fun. Um, I was there for a, something to do with something, and I can't tell. <laughs> on the podcast um but it was an experience you will be able to at some point surely I will yeah. yeah um yeah. but it was for something and it was just a really enjoyable experience and I literally came back and I missed my little baby Ziggy like yeah. no end I've, I haven't been apart for him for like more than a couple of days before and I'm scared shitless because I got a Tassie in a month and I'm going for like four days and I'm oh. I don't know I'm gonna have some serious regrets but yeah. anyway that was my week um I've also oh if you can tell I'm a bit sick are you um yeah a bit nasally oh that's good um mm. I just feel like my brain do you know when those, those those colds that are like your head cold and I'm yeah. like, my brain is just like suffocating and like yeah so probably getting on the plane um, as well doesn't that. help no, and like when the pressure like changed, I thought I was gonna actually have like an. <laughs> so, I don't know. I was like actually about to explode internally, but that was fine. We got there. Um, I know that feeling is so hard. <laughs> yeah, how was your week, Lily? It was good. I yeah. have recommendations. I have two recommendations. Oh my gosh, tell that me. I think are amazing. Um, the first one is which I think a lot of people probably will have already read, but it's Heartstrung by Elodie Pullen. That oh is, she is amazing and incredible and such an inspiration. And the book is, it's hard to read. And, oh, my gosh, I was sobbing. But yeah. oh. I think it's one that is is so important to read. Um, yeah. yeah, like I could cry talking about it. It was just, yeah. It's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Bittersweet, yeah. but like uh, I read it the other day too and like I had to like read it. I had to be really careful when I read it because mm. it made me so sad. Yep. Um yep. but it's just the most phenomenal uplifting book as well. It's a weird yep. a weird combination, isn't it? Yeah, and and you know the way that she honors, you know, her late partners life like I think that was really beautiful so yeah I highly recommend that one um and then a new Netflix show called Stuts and Alice hasn't really watched TV that's a that's a big hindrance in our friendship yeah um but you would actually even like this Al it's um so it's a documentary and it's I don't know if you know the actor Jonah Hill. He was in like, Superbad and, you know, a few, like, funny movies. Um, but it's the documentary is him and his psych. And wow. his psych is um, he's, he's got Parkinson's, um, so it's kind of like a way to honour his life as well. But he has all of these incredible tools that he, he calls it the tools um, that he gives his clients. and. He's like, you know, you know, I'm not like a regular psych. Like I will tell you what to do. You know, I will tell you this is what you need to do to get better. And he has all of these tools that he outlines and I got heaps from it. Um, mm. So I think a lot of people would. And it kind of ties into today's episode, which is about body image um, mm. in the fact that Jonah Hill really struggled with his body image. Um so it was just such a such a good doco and yeah, highly recommend to 
to anyone that's interested in, in that kind of stuff. Wow. I yeah. would actually download Netflix to watch yep. that documentary. Yep. I can't. I just can't. Amazing. You don't have Netflix. <laughs> well, I have um, SBS On Demand and I have you. ABC, I have you. <laughs> yes, and I do trick myself to the old 60 minutes on the occasion. <laughs> Oh, you're such a dork. I'm an actual dork. But you know what? Each to their own, you know? We accept everybody. Each to their own. Each to their own. So Um, our episode today, yes? We haven't shared our quote. Oh. What's your quote? Oh, so my quote today is simple. Worthiness does not have prerequisites. And that's by Brene Brown. And it's just so true. You don't have to do anything ever to be worthy when you're born you are worthy and if anything anyone or any circumstance ever makes you feel as though you're not worthy it's just not true there's no prerequisites you are worthy yeah and that has a lot of reference as well to or relevance sorry to our potty episode yes it does love it thank you for sharing what is yours so i wrote a poem i love this (laughs) This is the best. Can you write a poem every episode? I should. That would be amazing. Yep. I would love that. Actually, maybe don't commit to that. No, I I have a whole book of poems. I'll just read it. But I I think we should name my my alter ego, Mm. my poet, like something like we'll poetry, like Alicia Monana. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'll leave that up to you. Um, no, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so this is a poem Tell me. Um, by the author with which we are naming in future episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, and it's about body image. So okay. I'm sorry for not always listening or pretending I couldn't hear. I'm sorry for taking you for granted and hurting you out of fear. But thank you for always having my back. Thank you for showing up. Thank you, body, for loving me even when I wanted to give up. Oh, that is so beautiful. You are such Yay. a good writer. I love, I love, I love that. I love that. And it's, it's so true and so apt to what I think a lot of our relationships have been like with our bodies in that yeah. we turned our back on these things that have only ever been there for us. Mm. I've only yeah. ever tried to, you know, help us survive and live and thrive like it is so bullshit the way that we treat our bodies and yeah, yeah I think that's beautiful beautiful thank you darling mm. so um today we're going to be sharing some tips to improve our body mm. image and mm-hmm. I guess to um preface that body image is so complex and there are so mm. many reasons why we might struggle with poor body image mm-hmm. um as a dietitian myself I do see a lot of women in particular but also men who do struggle with poor body image but today I guess we're sort of more so um recommending things for people who aren't struggling necessarily with diagnosed like body dysmorphia or eating disorders and such but this is more for just I guess the general population if you are struggling with body image to a point where it's affecting multiple facets of your life or really significantly your mental health then it is really important to seek professional help from either a psychologist or a therapist or a dietitian because um yeah it is it's it can really have a significant impact on so many facets of your life yeah I think that's a really good point to make really really good yeah 
So I guess the first thing we wanted to say was like, like with body image, mm. oftentimes we we try to seek this whole body love, body positivity. Let's love yeah. our bodies, and I I find it quite toxic. I don't know about you, yeah. Louis, but like. I don't think that we need to necessarily love our body all mm-hmm. the time and be obsessed with it. I think yep. that when we have come from a place where we have disliked elements of our body or ourself, it's very hard to go from that to absolutely loving your body within, yep. you know, a switch. And so what I usually say to my clients is like, okay, let's start working towards body neutrality. Let's yep. start developing a better language and a better narrative or a better better dialogue we have with our body and start mm-hmm. to look at it from a, way, a, a place where we don't have to love it, but let's start mm-hmm. looking at it at a neutral place where we don't hate it, we don't yeah. love it, it's just there. Yeah. Um, that's how I would approach it. What about you, Lily? What's your take on that? Absolutely. I think it's so, mm-hmm. so important because it is really hard to go from one extreme to the other but meeting somewhere in the middle with either compassion or just simply acceptance is is really po- important. I often think about it, um, and I, I often think about it as if I am almost like in relationship with my body. It's and and that kind of helps me reframe it as this is something that I need to treat well. Um, because sometimes when it's just focused on, you know, us, we think that we can be really shitty, you know, towards ourselves and that's okay because it's us. But if you think about it as your your body is is kind of another another thing, another part of you mm-hmm. and almost as if it's another being, you would never talk to anyone like that and you would yeah. never think about that about anyone else. So almost, yeah, thinking about it as, you know, you are in this relationship with your body and you know they are your friend they're not your enemy and speaking to them like you would speak to a friend because yeah yeah, you just never speak to anyone else the way that you speak about yourself and yeah just compassion and and acceptance I think is really important there Mm. yeah so you don't Mm. have to love your body like some days you know it's that's bloody hard (laughs) to love your body you know yeah and I, I want to know, Lily, like what has your relationship just briefly like been with your body over the years? Because I know mm. that you've shared with the audience before, like you've struggled with an eating disorder. I'm sure yeah. that's had an impact on how you yeah. perceive your body. Absolutely. My relationship with my body has been a full journey, like mm. from the point of I guess just like being uncomfortable in my body when I was a teenager and then, you know, when I had an eating disorder, really, you know, at war with my body. And then through the recovery process, it's this weird phase that you have with your body. Like You're like starting to like like it, you know, more and more, I suppose. But then you go through uh, these weird phases where you obviously have to put on on weight because that was an issue, and so you have to like try and love this thing that's changing so much, and you you look so different to what you looked like at least to you, and then I feel like years on from that, I'm at such a good place with my body, and I actually think doing this trip 
has really highlighted that to me. Um, you know, I'm not in my usual routine. I'm not exercising like I would at, at home really. I exercise if we do a hike or if we, you know, maybe I'll go for the occasional run or whatever it is. Like, But it's it's so out of routine and we also don't have many mirrors. Like we have like one mirror in the caravan and I haven't noticed it consciously but when I was thinking about doing this episode, I think that is really, really helping. Um, like I don't look at my – I barely look at myself, you know, <laughs> and so when you're not looking at yourself, you're not focusing on it and yeah. you're just focusing on, on your day, what you're doing. Um, yeah, so I think I'm probably now in in the best place I ever have been with my body. Um, That's amazing. And, yeah, and I think that's been a long journey, but yeah, it's it's just so much better than being at war with your body, and oh, yeah, realizing that's that it changes. You know, your body changes mm-hmm. with with your lifestyle. Like it's yeah. it's just yeah, absolutely. And we could go on about how your body changes as you age, and I think mm. you know, like unfortunately, once we've hit puberty at 14, 15, 16, and then, quote, unquote, we get to 18 and we finish having puberty or whatever you call it, we've hit, adult, we've hit adulthood. Yeah. Um, it's this sort of expectation that we should stay the same and it's not the case. Like yeah. I'll tell you right now, hand on my heart, my body's changed significantly since I was 22. Mm. I My hips are wider, mm-hmm. my bones are stronger and heavier, like my voice is different, my face, my shoulders, everything is so different. And, mm. you know, I, I was 22, like you should kind of, you know, I'd expect that to be stopped growing by then. But yeah. just because I'd stopped growing in terms of stature or height, I yeah. hadn't stopped growing in terms of everything else. So yeah. I agree. I think, you know, our body does change and I'll my body will change at 30 and, and 35 yeah. and 40 and 50, 60, hopefully I make it to 70. Like, Yeah, so, and, like, how amazing um, you've gotten to that age. Like, 100%. It's, yeah. it's incredible and there's so much focus in our society on, like, anti-aging and, and all this bullshit. It's like, are you serious? I literally want to have wrinkles. Like, I'm like, this is so cool. It means that I've aged. It means, like, I love my yeah. smile lines. I'm like, that means mm-hmm. I smile. Like, mm-hmm. mm. Anyway, but yeah. we could go on for days about that. Oh. Yeah, we could. Um, we could. I, I love how you said before about body checking or like the sort of this, this mm. concept of mirrors, right? And mm-hmm. I wanted to touch briefly on what things keep body image concerns going before we yes. even touch on how to improve because yeah. oftentimes <clears throat> we we do certain things or behaviours which we don't even recognise are actually impacting our perception of our body. Um, one thing is body checking and this whole like reassurance seeking. So, mm. for example, the more you check in terms of the mirror, the more focused or hyper-fixated you are on the results and therefore mm-hmm. the more focused outside of that event you are and the more you ask people oh do I look do I look skinny in this do I look fat in this do I look different in this do I look does my this look bad this look bad whatever that is basically fueling a a, a thing in our brain to say hey this is actually a really important thing to focus on and therefore you'll continue to focus on it even more and Mm -hmm. so even with your example Lily before about not having mirrors like that's great because it means that we aren't even able to keep that sort of that 
that cycle going in terms yeah. of constantly seeking that reassurance either from somebody else or the mirror that yeah. things are okay, that this is important, that I need to put value and energy into what I look like or how this mirror perceives me as. Absolutely. And I, I think on um, kind of the other side of that as well is becoming aware of when you see someone, when you're meeting up with someone or whatever, is the first thing you're saying to them, oh, you look so great or you or commenting on their appearance because that also continues the cycle because mm. they then wonder, okay, what is it about how I look right now that is so good? And mm. particularly commenting on on people's on people's weight. Um, you know, you can think that you're saying, you know, a really kind thing, but it just perpetuates this cycle. And there's so many other things that you can compliment people on and it doesn't have to be anything about their appearance. And if it is like, say like you're glowing or, you know, your, your eyes are really pretty or things that just don't have anything to do with the actual, their actual weight or anything about their body specifically, Mm -hmm. because I think that, that, yeah, that can just be really damaging on, on that side of it as well. And I do hope that we are much more aware of that these days. I think like, mm. like even if I go down to my grandparents' house, like they've always like, oh, you look good or, oh, you look like you, you know. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, go, like grow up. Yeah. Like <laughs> we're past get that stage, bro. Like get with the time. Um, yeah. Yep. So yeah. I hope that we aren't in a stage where it's like becoming less accepted to comment on people's weight and body. And I think we are. say that. Yeah, it's not to say that like it's it's you know we we should completely disregard anything to do with that, but it's mm. all like we're tired of we're pushing it to the side. But it's like there are so many more important things in our mm. life and the people that we love that have absolutely nothing to do with what we what they look like. So yep. let's focus on that. Let's sort of displace what we look like and put in mm. more other things that we value or value yep. in them. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Just change the focus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess like um another thing that I want to mention briefly is um when it comes to things that keep our body concerns going is mm. what we call this concept of appearance um altering behaviors. So mm-hmm. for example, it could be even if you're taking a photo, going to the side, putting your bum mm. out, whatever those influencers do, that's an <laughs> example of an appearance altering behavior. Yeah. So that's showing yourself like, okay, I only look good in on this angle or mm. this is what my body looks like. Therefore any sort of photo that doesn't reflect that I am bad, I'm, wor- I'm worthy, I'm large, I'm this, I'm that. Yep. Other things that are a little bit more on the highest, higher end of the spectrum is things like Photoshop or mm. plastic surgery, Botox, mm-hmm. um, all those sorts of things that literally change the way that you look physically. Yep. Um, all of that stuff is appearance-altering behaviours and it basically – it solidifies the fact that what you are right now is not okay and you need to change that. Mm-hmm. Yep, I completely yeah. agree. And I think, you know, just like we always bang on about, intention is everything, you know, when it comes to those mm. things. So if you are, you know, someone that, that does do those altering things in terms of like the more serious stuff like Botox <laughs> and, and you know, surgery and, and whatnot, I think that's, you know, each to their own. Um, that's cool. Uh, but I guess 
check in with your intentions behind those things as well. And mm. yeah. So I think there's like, that's like, we could go on about that for so long. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, absolutely. Anything where you're change you're changing something because you, as you are just, you know, whatever isn't enough. And, yeah. you know, that could even, you know, extend to makeup and like, I wear makeup, like, but yeah. I guess it's like the intention behind it. Right. I yeah. think that's like a whole, whole rabbit hole that we could probably go into. Um, yeah. But yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree mm, with you. True. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the last thing before we get into the tips is um, overvaluing our appearance. Mm. Um, so when we overvalue something or value something, we're more likely to think about it. We're more likely to put energy into it. And so mm. if the only thing that we value is what we look like, then of course we're going to look at the flaws and try to. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Change them. Yeah. So actually devaluing or at least changing the energy we put into that value is really important. But yeah. as long as we're continually overvaluing our appearance, we're always going to struggle with a sense of unworthiness or, or um, inability to reach that perfectionistic standard that we have because yeah. of the way that we've valued or we put yeah. energy into our body. Yeah, absolutely. And the word value is, is so important. And I think that encouraging yourself to look beyond that and to find the other things that are more important about you. What is more mm. important than the way that you look? And it's the way that you treat people. It's how you think. It's it's your approach to life. It's it's all of these other things that are so much more important. And, you know, the saying of um, the way you look is the least interesting thing about you, it is the least interesting thing about you. Like mm. it's so boring. It is yeah. so boring to yeah. to focus on the way that you look and it will only ever – lead to you being unhappy because you're never going to reach that perfectionistic standard of photoshop and filters and all that crap like it's never going to happen and yeah yeah. so focusing on on yeah your values that's incredibly true and i guess that comes into what we want to talk about in terms of what things to do to actually improve Mm. your body image in the first one 
I think is values and checking in with your values because if we don't know, we don't check in with our values, then it can be very hard to, to change them. And oftentimes our values might reflect maybe society's values or perceived mm-hmm. values or silly societal constructs that have been created. Yep. Um, and it makes sense that a lot of people are putting a lot of energy into their appearance because yep. that is regarded as something that is important from society's mm-hmm. values. But yep. actually checking in with your values and what you want your values to be. Yep. So, for example, maybe we put a lot of energy into our appearance but it's not actually something we really value Mm. then asking yourselves okay well like what do I want it to be and maybe you want to put more energy into family or friends or nature or your your health in so many different dimensions or or in you know in different ways outside of what you look like and you know, we've got to remember if we picture it like a pie chart, right? If you put 90% of your energy into your appearance, you've only got 10% to put mm-hmm. into everything else. And yep. so maybe just displacing that a little bit and chucking in a couple more values to put your energy into <laughs> will slowly um, slowly reduce the, the the time and energy spent into it. Yeah, absolutely. The way I look at it, which maybe this will help people, is mm. I focus on my lifestyle. So is my life is my lifestyle conducive to me feeling good? So am I doing my meditation? Am I reading? Am I moving my body? Am I feeding myself well? Am I living a balanced life? I focus on those things. And then to me, whatever my body looks like as a result of that, it has to be okay. Because mm. if I'm happy with my lifestyle and I feel like a healthy, functioning, capable human being from that, whatever my body looks like, that's okay. Because this lifestyle, that's in balance and that's in check. And what's the alternative? Screwing up my lifestyle to change my body? Like, mm. fuck no. no. You've got to focus on, yeah, on your, on, what you do in your day to day and whatever your body is because of that, that's got to be cool with you, I think. That's and awesome. I, yeah. I've never, yeah, I've never thought about it like that, but it's so true, mm. right? Like, mm. but I guess, you know, it's actually taking a step back and going, what do I enjoy then? Like, yeah. what stuff do I like yeah. doing? And sometimes we don't know. So yeah. it really yeah. takes like self reflection. So it does. Yep. Honing in on, mm. on getting to know yourself a little bit more, I guess. And to also know, you know, through those things, when you find things that you really like or that, um, you know, light you up or just make you feel really good, it just shows you that you are so much more than a body. You are this person that has all of these likes and dislikes and things that bring them calm and peace and, and all of these things. And you're so much more so much more than a body. Um, 100%. And I think, you know, we only have to look at the timeline of beauty standards to realise how bullshit they are. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just take you through a little thing. So, okay. okay. In the Italian Renaissance, it was in fashion to have yeah. a rounded stomach, full hips, and fair skin. Wow. Then, yeah, then we move on to the war- Roaring Twenties, 
flat chest, uh, like no waist, uh, and a boyish figure, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And continuing the 60s, you had to be thin, long legs, and an adolescent physique. That's messed up. Um, wow. And then we, and then the 90s, of course, heroin chic, which is, you know, yeah. emaciated, androgynous, whatever. And then it's, you know, uh, uh, fit and, and large um, breasts, big butt, thigh gap. Like it's always changing. And mm. you cannot continue to contort your body yeah. to suit the beauty standards that tomorrow could change. You just can't do it. It's, it's, it's not possible and it's not, it's not healthy. And at the end of the day, beauty standards are a way for businesses and companies to capitalize on your insecurities. And like, it's like the most liberating thing to be like, fuck that. I'm not yeah. doing that. I'm just going to do me. No, from yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think just yeah, so interesting. becoming aware of that. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. And I think like knowing that is so empowering itself. Be like, yeah. Hey, like, you know, my, my body is not some freaking marketing bullshit. <laughs> yes. Like screw you. Yeah. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> Thanks it's, for sharing. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah. What's another, what's another one? Another tip is this whole concept of um, assumptions. So, um, Mm. for example, we've kind of touched on it just previously, but this whole concept of, you know, um, if if people um, see the real me, i.e. without makeup, they will Mm. be repulsed. Mm -hmm. Um, If I look attractive, then people will value me. Mm -hmm. If I don't look perfect, then others will reject me. Mm. If I don't cover up, then people will see the real me and be horrified. So it's this whole concept of, you know, if I don't then or if then, you know, or A plus B yeah. equals C. Yeah. Um, and we know that assumptions are often untrue and they might stem from beliefs that have been, I don't know, created as a child or somebody mm-hmm. said something to us once and therefore mm-hmm. we believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really important to recognize these because oftentimes they are false, but mm. they do actually dictate how we how we think and what we do and how yeah. we behave. Yeah. Um, so Absolutely. one of our tips would be to just ask yourself, like, are there any appearance assumptions that you have at the moment and where do you think they've stemmed from? And if mm. that is the case, if you do have some, what can you do to challenge them? So, yeah. you know, maybe one day don't wear makeup and show yourself <laughs> that, yeah. you know, your boyfriend's not going to be repulsed and he yeah. will love you just the same. Or uh, yeah. maybe go to the beach in bikinis instead of a one piece and see how many people aren't actually looking at you and yeah. how enjoyable the experience was. So yeah. acknowledging the assumptions, uh, you know, being really kind and compassionate to yourself because they're there for a reason and we can't be we can't be angry at ourselves for thinking yeah. that way and also challenging them because they are not serving us anymore. Yep, absolutely. When you assume you make an ass out of you and me. <laughs> that is so funny. I not even get through it. Oh my gosh, you actually need to go home. <laughs> moving on, moving on, moving on. I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that, hey. Good, 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 good. good, good, good. <laughs> What's the next one? Um, uh, the next you? one is to reduce um, destructive checking. So if you find yes. that you are 
checking quite a lot in the mirror your appearance. Um, Don't go cold turkey, you know, but Mm. just be aware of it and maybe just do it, you know, a couple less times because if you look for long enough, you're going to find something and there's really nothing there. So, yeah, you just it, – it, I can definitely say from this experience of travelling that checking mirrors and, 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 and not having them and checking less, sorry, um, has been amazing. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's – yeah, it doesn't – it's not going to – it's not going to kill you. It's, it's, it's fine to not know what you look like for a certain amount of time. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I love how you said, like, if you look in the mirror, you're going to find flaws because yep. like, why else would we check in the mirror and, mm-hmm. and, you know, contort ourselves to look a certain way and like, look at our cellulite. Like we're not going to look at our cellulite and be like, Hey, like, that's awesome. I'm yep. so glad you're still there. Stay yep. there. You know, we're going to be like, I'm unworthy or I'm this or I'm that. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. Like either removing the mirror, sometimes it's not possible. Reducing mm. the intensity, the frequency, the duration, yeah. Um, yeah. reducing it altogether sometimes can be beneficial, but we kind of want to avoid as well avoidant behaviours. So yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's feeding the anxiety towards our body. So yeah, it's a Maybe very, just very hard Maybe like you check the mirror before you, you know, leave the house. You mm. check it at lunchtime and then, you know, when you're going to bed, you, you know, you wash your face, you do whatever, and you can do that in the front of the mirror. Maybe just, you know, um, yeah, putting some some restrictions on yourself in that sense but not restricting it entirely, just putting yeah. a bit of, you know, compassionate discipline in there, I suppose. Yes, love yeah. that word. Yeah, I know. I, I've never heard it before. <laughs> I made it up. up? Okay. No, I just made it up. <laughs> Yeah, trademark. Get online. (laughs) (laughs) Lily made up the word compassionate. Do not take it. Do not. TM. Um, You heard it here. Next one. Move your body in a way that supports your body. And Mm. the reason why this was important is because if we have, if if we move our body in a in a way that. in, in with the intention of changing it then mm-hmm. we're going to believe that we need to change our body yes. in the way that it looks and yeah. of course you know there are definitely um exceptions to this but i would say that the best way we can approach exercise is, is to move in a way that supports our body and makes us mm. feel good about our body rather yeah. than in a way that makes us feel like we are not deserving of the body that we have and Absolutely. so the other thing to add on to that is you know if you're tired if you're fatigued like go for a walk instead of going mm. for that run. That is a way that you can move your body to support your body. Or if you hate running, don't go mm-hmm. for that run. Yeah. Start doing some Pilates. I, yeah. I know from my own experience that as I've continued to work on my relationship with exercise, my relationship with my body has improved exponentially mm. because I appreciate my body so much for what it can do. And I think that one thing that's really helped that is is moving it in a way mm. that it performs well yeah. um, and I support it yeah. rather than destruct it. Yeah, absolutely. You, just treating it with kindness and and doing, yeah, things that you like to do, you know. Mm. And, and, you know, there's there's no sugarcoating it. Like movement is, is so incredibly important for your mental health. And, you know, I know from experience that if I'm having a, you know, a bad body image day, 
it's it typically because how I'm feeling mentally isn't good. So it actually has nothing to do with what my body looks like. Like I could, um, yeah, you could take two photos of me on the same day where I have good body image and bad body image and it's all because of where I am in, in my mindset. So doing things that you actually like helps how you see your body. Mm-hmm. And For sure moving your body, getting those endorphins and that serotonin, like it's the most natural way to get those things. So yeah, doing things that actually bring that to you as opposed to like just punishing yourself for your body to, you know, fit this stupid idea of, of, you know, what's, what's right. Um, Mm. it's just silly. It's just silly. Yeah. And just a bit of a side note that you mentioned just before around, you know, your body image changes day to day and, and based mm. on your mental mental health at that time. And you're yep. spot on. Like, you know, there are days where I look, would probably look exactly the same but have a poor body image day and yep. versus a good body image day. And that's not because my body has changed necessarily. It's just because I might be feeling more flat or defeated or anxious yep. or sad. And that is a prime example of how fluid our body image is yeah. and our perception of ourselves, and yeah. therefore changing it based off what we feel in one day is completely negligent because it's yeah. not going to change the way we perceive our body because it has nothing to do with what our body actually looks like. Yeah, and in those times, I guess, remind yourself, like, this will pass. This is mm. just – I just feel this way right now. There's not mm. actually anything wrong with my body. I just feel this way and yeah. – yeah, know that, you know, the next day or, or whatever, you will feel better. Um, but, yeah, it is it is so fluid and it, and it just changes all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's the last one, Lily? The last one is our favourite, gratitude. Showing, yeah, <laughs> showing gratitude to your body. And there's so many reasons why gratitude is, you know, so powerful but, you know, you can't be in a state of gratitude and a state of hating your body at the same time. Like it's, it's not yeah. physically possible. So mm-hmm. practicing that gratitude as much as possible and with things like I'm so grateful that my body has kept me alive for this amount of time. I'm so grateful that my heart is beating right now every second to keep me alive. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful that I get to, you know, experience life and experience all of these things that I get to do because I have a body that's functioning to keep me alive. Like the fact that we, and it's universal and, and, you know, everyone experiences it, but the fact that we as a collective are so harsh on something that is, doing so much for us like literally giving us life it is insane it is crazy but we all do it so practicing Mm. gratitude to to your body and allowing yourself to actually feel that gratitude you know really actually commit to that gratitude practice um and it also just makes you search for for more and more things that you're grateful for about your body you know when when you're when you do you know like I just climbed a mountain and it was, you know, really freaking hard, but I'm so grateful that I got to do it. Like if I didn't have a body that allowed me to do that, you know, that, yeah, yeah I'm just so grateful for my body. So yeah, yeah I think that's an important How one. would you, 
what would you suggest? Like when you say practice gratitude, how would yes. you practice gratitude? Like if someone was to like, what does that even mean? Like do I just write down three things I'm grateful for or like do I tell somebody or? Yeah, that's such a fair question because some people can just say practice gratitude, you'll feel better. Um, the way that I do it is two ways. So I do it in in the moment gratitude practices. So for me, particularly with my body, um, I do it um, when I'm exercising. So I'll literally say to myself in my mind, I'm so grateful for this. Like I'm so grateful for my body right now. And that really helps, I think, for, you know, a couple of ways that like gets you through, you know, the workout, which obviously can sometimes be hard. Um, but also it just highlights what your body does versus how it looks. I think that's, that's a really important one. Um, and then I do, um, practice gratitude through journaling as well. So, you know, if, if you are really struggling with your body image, maybe make the focus of your gratitude practice to be on your body. So, uh, before you go to bed, write down three things you're really grateful um, for about your body today. And, you know, the littlest things can be so powerful um, that you got to, you know, go for that walk or, or whatever it is. Um, and then another one, I, I suppose, uh, for people, you know, that do struggle with their body image, typically, not always, um, they also struggle with food. So I would say, um, like at every meal, basically, I, I've just gotten into the habit of it through my recovery and I still just do it. Um, but in my head, I always say, I'm so grateful for this meal. I'm so grateful to feel my body in this way. So just taking those moments in your day to do that is, it can, it seems silly and it seems a bit, you know, whatever, but it is so, so important. And you, and you feel that gratitude. And mm. yeah, like I say, you can't be grateful and hateful at the same time. You just can't. I like that. Ooh, another Did one. Did you want to tra- tra- trademark that? TM. TM, baby. <laughs> can't be grateful and hateful, girlfriend. <laughs> I love it. Like, I love that. Intro. Yeah, we should make like shirts out of that or something. <laughs> actually, oh my we gosh. We should. Or cups or like band Mugs. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Oh, mugs. Um, I love that. I think that's great. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing. And there's some really nice, I think those are really nice tips in terms of gratitude. Um, mm. And like, I guess from my experience briefly, it's truly helped my relationship with exercise in particular. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And just, I guess like it's kind of, it's kind of like spilt into other elements of my life as well. Um, yeah. So food and relationships, friendships, like work, finances, Ziggy, like so many things. I'm like, yeah. I just look at it and I'm like, you, like this is so good. Like mm-hmm. how good is this to be able to work, you know, or how good is this to be able to have a dog or how good is this to be able to watch the sunrise? And it sounds so petty. It sounds so small. Yeah. But the small things are really the big things at the end of the day. Yeah. I know the other day it's just a good example of gratitude. Um, Millie, our dog, um, oh. all of her hair was like all over my jumper. And I was like, oh, my God, Millie's hair is all over my jumper. And then I think because of my continued gratitude practice, I went, 
But how much better is that than having no Millie hair anywhere? Like that's so much better. And that takes practice. But at some point it becomes instinctual. And I think that's a good example of of it just being just like so instinctual. So it's 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 long lasting. You notice the effects of gratitude. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, love it. Yay! Is that it, Chickadee? I think that's it, darling. That was um, yeah. I think that's particularly with you know summer coming up and Mm -hmm. you know it being a time of the year where I guess. Um, you know, our our issues with our body image can be highlighted. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think this is a very timely podcast and hopefully it helps some people out there. And as with everything, just know you're not alone. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And if you guys liked us talking about this, please subscribe and follow yes. and rate and comment and all that jazz. Yeah. Um, and, of course, if you've got any any topic ideas that you want us to cover, yeah. 100%, just DM us. Like we'd be stoked to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We would be. But thank you so Amazing. much for listening. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.